Hey guys, what's going on? This is the next of the series of podcasts for a Spiritual Evolution Podcast. My name is Daniel Rodman, and um, I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. Um, last time I was talking about what you know spirituality means to you, and what I think some thoughts are about what spirituality means to me, and... Um, Today, uh, I was also inspired to um, talk about basically like what um, are some ways in which I experience spirituality in my life and ways in which I feel like everybody could experience spirituality. Um, For example, like looking at a sunset um, or just at the clouds. Like for me, it's at times, you know, people can like really brush those experiences off as being like the very generic, ordinary um, experiences that most people already know about that are just very easy and just kind of straightforward and, you know, maybe don't even have like very much spiritual content to them. But the reality is, is that I've had some of the most powerful and profound spiritual experiences of my life just by watching sunsets or just by watching, you know, just the clouds, uh, throughout the day. Um, I have a lot of ideas about why I think that is, but I think that the reality is, is that our world is a spiritual world. And if our world is by foundation, a spiritual world, then everything that exists in it naturally will also be some reflection of it in some way. So if like, so basically all of nature is already spiritual in some way, which means that you can derive some kind of spiritual experience from or spiritual wisdom from uh, observing it just by simply observing it just by exposing yourself to it to know it to be able to understand it more deeply um so i think that this is a pretty incredible experience for me um when i look at the sunset i see the incredible beauty of the clouds and things like that like when i grew up i've always thought of the sunset as being some kind of like you know, kind of like a scientific uh, conundrum, like just, it, it's almost like, yeah, it's like, it's something that happens to the natural world because of certain physics and because of the light of the sun is, is like directed over the horizon in certain ways. And that's why the colors come to be what they are. And like all this stuff is true, but what is being um, like taken out of the equation is the fact that the laws of physics themselves are also meaningful. Like there, there's something to them. There's something that is spiritual in nature to the very laws of physics themselves, which allows for the possibility of some kind of incredible, amazing thing like a sunset and let alone, you know, all life on earth and everything else that we experience that's natural and comes from the laws of physics. So um, I think that there's, there's, a, there's a main point to be said there that the laws of physics are innately divine, um, that they're not necessarily having to go down the, the road of like a creationist, you know, perspective like that, you know, God, you know, set up this whole notion of Adam and Eve and then that's what everything came from. Um, I don't necessarily believe in that. I do believe in evolution um, or, or maybe it was like multiple timelines over multiple like dimensions and whatever it is. Like there's, there's many, many possibilities, obviously. But if we come down to it, I believe that we came from the fun- most fundamental forms of, of life on, on, on the planet. 
and that eventually uh, evolution brought us to a certain point. But it was not. That's not just a story of physics. That's a, that, is, that is a story of physics, which is which is it itself divine in nature. But it's also a story of consciousness. And if we're able to recognize that fact, we're able to recognize that all of evolution is a story of consciousness, being able to recognize what it wants, recognize what it doesn't want, and to actually act towards what it wants and away from what it doesn't want and to become better at acting towards what it wants and becoming better at acting away from what it doesn't want. This is, is, is the process of evolution over millions and billions of years. So we have the possibility of recognizing that there is a synthesis between the scientific perspective of things, that physics is the, is the basis of reality, and this, this notion that all things are somehow divine. If we recognize that basically the laws of physics themselves are divine, um, and if we can recognize that fact, then we can see that everything has a divine nature to it. Um, we can get even more into this kind of stuff uh, later on if we start talking about like uh, quantum physics and the implications of it. I'm not a quantum physicist, but there are certain implications of it that, um, that definitely percolate in the more non-dual um, schools of um, understanding consciousness uh, in relationship to the world and to the universe and things like that. So it's all this interesting stuff. But anyways... Let's see. So, uh, so I guess that's my spiel for today. I think, I think understanding that um, the divine is in all things in nature. Um, there is one last thing I'll mention about this, and this has to do with harmony. And it's actually a very powerful, powerful teaching. And this also has to do with the, how it is that the laws of physics um, are, are also uh, in some way already divine in, in, its, in its simplicity. So if we talk about one of the most fundamental laws of, of physics, we talk about the law of, co of cause and effect, and that uh, basically every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And so therefore, uh, since everything is balanced in this way, there's always this, this, this element of harmony, uh, in, inherent harmony in all things. We're able to use equations uh, mathematical equations to be able to understand and to discover how it is that the laws of physics will work uh, in the future, that we can predict them. So that's this inherent harmony in physics. Now, if we recognize the fact that there is this inherent harmony in all laws of physics, period, we can start to imagine or recognize the fact that that very laws of physics, that very harmony, is what produces the harmony in nature. Because if we look around in nature, if we look around and we see the trees and the birds and the animals and the, the ponds and the, tr and the grasses and the sky and everything around us, we experience this feeling of harmony. And it's not just a feeling of harmony we feel that's on a physical level, like we feel it on our skin or something like that. It's more like we feel it in our hearts this feeling of harmony. And so we begin to expand. We recognize that this inherent harmony, this harmony of physics, comes into the, the harmony we experience in nature. 
And then when we experience this harmony in nature, we come to experience this And so when we experience this harmony in nature, we come to experience this harmony within ourselves. And when we experience this harmony within ourselves, we come to experience this harmony that is included in all things. That which is a harmony that is inherent in all of existence. Because we're in nature, we're in the forest, we look around us and we say, aha. And that aha moment is when we realize that there is an inherent harmony to everything in ex existence. From the laws of physics to nature, to in ourselves, to in our heart, and into the entire universe. There is an inherent harmony. And so we have that aha moment. So if we can, if we can track those layers of harmony, we can bring ourselves back into ourselves, into our heart, and we can recognize that the, our heart's intelligence is the intelligence of harmony. Our heart's intelligence is the, is the intelligence which recognizes how to create harmony around us and in our world and in the people around us to be able to bring peace. Our heart's intelligence is that intelligence because it's the intelligence of love. So whenever we come, so this is, this is tracking the laws of physics to nature, to the harmony we experience in nature back into our heart, coming into our, our societal uh, environment and coming th through the understanding of, of the intelligence of the heart, which is love. So, so when, we, when we recognize this, this intelligence, when we recognize this capacity to bring ourselves into this place of harmony intelligence within ourselves, we know how to actualize our life. We know how to actualize our life in terms of relationships with ourselves, in terms of relationships with others, and in terms of relationships of actualizing our heart's true potential and what we want to do with our lives. What is our true heart's calling? So this all surrounds this, this, this harmony intelligence. And it, it, it is absolutely seamless, absolutely seamless, from the most fundamental particles of the universe all the way until this, this heart intelligence that you have right here, right now, feeling me talking to you, this feeling of loving kindness. This is the heart intelligence that allows us to bring ourselves into that space, to bring ourselves into that space of recognition of our heart's intelligence and to act from that place. So I invite you guys at the end of this podcast to tap into yourself, to tap into what it is that is your own heart's intelligence, to recognize it in all aspects of your life, for yourself, for others, and for what you do in, in your world, and to act from that place. Because then you'll be not just in harmony with yourself and others and the things you do, but with the whole universe.